The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. Spring is around the corner. It's starting to feel like spring. Some days it even looks like spring. And we're going to be talking with some master gardeners today. And you will have an opportunity to call in your question or text them in, whichever is best for you, at 615-893-1450. We have a father and daughter today. And that, that makes it special, I think. The father, Dr. Bill Nash, is with us. Bill, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Bart. Good to have you with us today. And your daughter is with you as well, Beth Binkley. Or Brinkley. Hi, Beth. Binkley. Yeah, that's Binkley. right, okay. Bart. Thank you. Good to have you with us today. Thank you. Uh, how did you get involved? Uh, obviously, did your father talk you into... No, it's the other <laughs> way around. She talked me... I retired a few years ago, and she's determined to keep me busy. <laughs> Yeah. Master Gardener is the one thing. We also do uh, Kansas City barbecue judging and several other different things. We are very active in physical sports and running and all that. So I've not had a chance to retire, really. <laughs> she keeps you young. That's right. Well, that's exciting to hear. And there were a lot of people who each year about this time, uh, about a month ago, are deciding to sign up and take the Master Gardener's class. What at at what point did you decide, or did she decide for you? She decided. No, actually, it was my choice. But uh, we had heard so much about it. We met some people that were involved, and thought it was a great program, which it is. And uh, we would recommend that to anybody around town. And uh, we can give you more information about how to get into it and how to sign up. So just let us. Uh, we'll we'll go through that a little bit later on with this program. Okay, and uh, we already have a question here from a text uh, listener who writes in on a text, and they're saying they heard on the radio about a seed catalog at the uh, tech center, the, which is the library. What uh, what is that? That's associated with the Limbaugh Library System over at the Tech Center. Yes, and um, that's going to be always an ongoing project. So um, the seed catalog will have all sorts of um, donated seeds from the area uh, that you can check with them. Uh, I, I don't know how much insight or oversight the Master Gardeners have over that. I think that's some some part of their um their program as well through the library but um yeah always something available through so many resources here we're just so fortunate to be in rutherford county and middle tennessee uh that you can you know there's plant swaps there's seed swaps there's like i said the seed catalog so just no no shortage of um resources out there for us and that sort of brings you to the thought of what is the best way to do this seeds or plants oh you know i i mean a mixture I think some some plants will do best direct sowed in as a seed into the ground or into um, your raised bed or wherever you're going to go. Um, but I like to do transplants. What about you? I agree. Yeah, part? any any of the potted plants you get any of the big bu- big box stores and take those and plant them. It's so much easier. But if you have a greenhouse or some sort of facility like that, seed planting is wonderful, and you could start that right now. 
let it get a little sun, a little water, and be ready to go in another month or so. And I've, yeah, I've tried that inside as well. You can do that, um, you know, just in a sunny window or somewhere inside your home where they also have the grow lights. But like Dad said, yes, right now is when you need to start planting those seed or those seeds in your um, in your home or your greenhouse or wherever you're going to have those because they'll take about um, tomato plants especially will take about six to eight weeks to get to a position where you can transplant them out into your garden. So really, now's the time to start those. Very good. And here's a, a listener who says they are always confused as to when they should work on their yards. Is it springtime or is it fall? Or can you do a little of both? And what can you do now at the beginning of springtime to make sure that your yard is green and growing well? Well, it is chore time now. And, uh, <laughs> chore we'll be, time? Chore. And we'll be back into the garden after a long, harsh winter, really. And sometimes it can feel overwhelming, but I think it's a really a time of relief. Even with the winter chill still in the air, there's plenty of tasks to start handling now if you want to get back into your garden. And recently, uh, with the temperature change rising a little bit, you have to be a little bit careful about getting there. If it's too wet or the ground is still frozen, you may compact the soil, so you don't want to get in there too early. So watch what's going on there. Now, with so many people moving into the Rutherford County area, they're moving from areas that have dark, dark soil with no rocks, and they suddenly find soil that's full of clay and lots of rocks. What kind of challenges will that present for them? Okay, well, we have had those questions come up quite a bit, new people that move to the area. So um, this Saturday, actually, yes, March the 4th, is that, the, is that Saturday? Today's the... Today's the second. Second, so. so yeah, that, that okay. would be Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> this Saturday, yeah. I was just looking at the calendar. I don't have it in front of me. This Saturday, March the 4th, at the Lineball Library, there's a four, uh, yes, a class that uh, goes for four weeks. It's every Saturday at 9 a.m. at the library, and it is for, especially for gardeners who are new to Rutherford County. So for the next four Saturdays, if you're available and you're new to town and you, it's at 9 a.m. at the library downtown here in Murfreesboro, and the very first topic is how can you grow in clay and rock? <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> because we're a, you know, we're a unique area here, um, and so there's some challenges um, that you have to work through. And then the next week, they'll talk about what vegetables grow here. We are zone 7A. Um, in this Middle Tennessee area. So you might be coming from a different zone. You might be coming from the south and north. So every zone has a different, you know, different plants and, and, and different growing seasons. So 7A is the, is the zone we're in. The next Saturday, they're going to be talking about flowers that grow in, in this zone, 7A. Uh, and then the final week, March 25th, so this goes on the entire month of March, every Saturday at 9 a.m., um, they're going to be talking about how you can squeeze in an extra growing season. So, uh, again, you might be coming from somewhere, uh, a colder climate, and you're, you think, oh, my garden's done by September, October. Nope, not around here. You can still grow some more things even after you think um, the growing season is over. So if you're thinking about uh, certain plants that you've enjoyed, find a chart that shows 
Zone 7A. Correct. Correct. And yeah. that's has that changed over the years? No, it has not. Well, well it, I think yeah. I mean, I, I, it hasn't, but I think we're, we're we're seeing a little bit warmer trend, like you talked about a little bit earlier. Seems like there's been some uh, a little bit of change, but uh, for the most part, we stay in Zone 7A for for okay. a while now. Yeah. Speaking of changes, this has nothing to do with gardens, but in a way, maybe it does. I saw that we're starting to get alligators into the area. Yes, <laughs> and, and scorpions and armadillos. Armadillos, yeah, yeah. we've seen those quite, quite a few here yeah. in Rutherford County. Warming I haven't up. seen any alligators yet, but uh, I understand it's a problem in Memphis. Oh. And the TWRA, Tennessee Wildlife mm-hmm. Resources, uh, say it's real, really a problem downtown. Wow. And more downtown. than others. Wow. wow. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I guess there's more rivers. Yes. Downtown. Coming up from They're having, we're having uh, problems all over Tennessee with Asian carp coming into our lake, uh, lakes and rivers. Now, what is that doing? Asian carp are a algae-eating fish, and they can become really large, like three or four feet long, and they are actually uh, will starve out or push out the, the natural fish that's in the lakes or rivers. So they become a real nuisance, sort of like kudzu. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Taking over. Kudzu of fish world. That's exactly right. <laughs> wow. And uh, I understand the bears are roaming more areas than they used to. So this is becoming, we're, we're going back to the Davy Crockett era almost. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. We're talking about uh, lawns, gardens, and a little bit of everything else dealing with Tennessee today. Our number is 615-893-1450. A listener is asking about uh, some kind of coverings for her backyard in particular. Uh, they, they have a lot of shade and the grass is not doing well. Is there some ground covering that will give them some brown or rather some green, I guess, and cover up the brown spots? Mm, that's a good question because that happens quite a bit, especially under pine trees and things like that. I found some success, um, you know, with if I'm going to plant something, hostas. It's not really a ground cover, but that will provide some greenery in those brown spots. If you have a bed or somewhere underneath a big tree, they like the shade, of course. Um, anything else you can think of? Do you do some? There are certain uh, types of grass seed that has been developed to grow in shade. Oh, okay. And uh, you can find that at your big box stores again. So you can look that up, and it would work. So if you want real grass, something that looks like real grass, uh-huh. uh, that's that's a good route to go. Or if you want ivy, you can go ivy that route well. too. That's a great Is one. Is there or a ferns. preference of one or the other? Does one do better than the other? Or ivy will take over (laughs) so if you want it but it is i mean it's very resilient very you know it'll just take over again like i said so you can grow put a little bit in and probably in a few years it'll it'll green up that space for sure and when you say take over does it take over beyond that does it just it might yes yes especially if it's um you know it's gonna gonna have free run so if you don't have anything blocking it i had a english ivy growing on a retaining wall at my Uh house and it was just really going well i thought it was really pretty because it rather than concrete you had a nice leafy ivy there but this winter, when we had the bad, bad weather, if you remember, we had like a day at 60 degrees, and that night it got down to zero just mm-hmm. about, and then it stayed below freezing for about five or six days after that. Really did a lot of damage on our, our plants, and my English ivy now is just vines and no leaves. And so what, what does it do to the walls? You said, does it mess up the concrete? You know, that's an old story that people think that, but uh, the 
English ivy does have a little bit of attachment. It has almost like a glue thing on the back of it, but it will stick to a wall. And the people used to say that it would burrow itself through the cracks in the concrete, but that's not true. It'll just stay up there and look really good for years if it doesn't freeze out. Very good. So there you learned something else. Uh, a person's asking about using window panes uh, as sort of a greenhouse type effect uh, for a small, you know, growing plants out in the yard. What sure, about that? Sure, definitely. That would be a great idea. It protects from the frost or um, anything that would, you know, damage the plant in the early season. So anything that protects those um, those small, especially if you're doing seedlings or um, some of those tropical plants, you could definitely put them underneath the, a covering such as a window pane or some or some other glass material like that. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah, we have some friends that do that, actually have some windows that were taken out of an old house or whatever. They'd build a box and put the window on there and so it could be raised and lowered. Mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. could do their uh, putting their plants in there in pots and getting a seedling started like that. It's a great, thought, great way to do it. It really is. So you said put it uh, put a box around it so you don't want the wind exactly. to come yeah. in below. It's almost yeah. like a miniature greenhouse, isn't it? Okay, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And what kind of things can you grow there? What I'd like to do is get an early start on tomatoes and things like that, and you'll really come out with some good plants uh, if you do it your own. Get your seeds. You don't have to go to the big box stores and get the containers, but you can do it by seeds, get them going, put them out in the yard after they get good good and going and uh, it works out really well that's something he just mentioned too when after you do grow your seeds um you're going to make sure that if they're in a protected area like a small greenhouse or inside your house um you're going to need to take those out before you put them in the ground you need to have them outside for a while that's what they call hardening so they have to get a little bit hardened by the wind and you know maybe even the rain will happen and so that has to happen you know for a while maybe a week or so before you actually put them in the ground because they're you think about how tender they are when they're all protected in a greenhouse or in a home so you need to harden them up a little bit before you put them in the ground now bill you had mentioned about uh, tomatoes and things of that sort that's always the i guess most popular plant it's my most popular <laughs> plant it really is i love a good warm tomato off of, just picked off the vine and eat it right there in the garden so that's that's one of my favorite things so you just go out and enjoy the garden that's uh, right one-on-one absolutely <laughs> yeah those are great yeah now uh beth you had mentioned about putting some of these tomatoes early in that uh, box mm-hmm. uh with seeds now is there an advantage of growing a tomato from a seed as opposed to a plant just going to take longer from the seed um, and some of these um, you know again you can probably have a lot more variety if you come from seed um, oh, you can get okay. some more you know there's a heirloom. lot of antique yeah. variety of, of tomatoes nowadays and you can actually get the seeds from those and have a really good uh, selection of and again tomatoes. cost it's a lot less to right. grow from seed than uh, you know a seed or transplant so um it's just really what you what kind of time you want to put into it and um, and have the space if you have the space to to start it before you, you put it out in your garden. So if you want to grow a tomato plant from seeds, you need to start that now. Yes. And how long does it take to get it to the point where About you can put it? About six to eight weeks, and you're going to harden it outside before you put it in the ground. Um, and when we talk about putting it in the ground again here, zone zone seven A, they generally say between April 15th, 18th is our last frost. But you know that's not always not always the case. I remember one year I think I went ahead and planted outside about the 18th, and then we had another 
frost on the 20th or 25th. So, you know, you may have to go out and cover those up. But that's the general rule is that it's April 15th or 18th. Honestly, personally, I wait until Mother's Day weekend, usually that first weekend in May, uh, second weekend in May. If, um, you know, just I just want to be really sure that I don't put plants out there just to to get frozen and, and, you know, and just actually you waste a lot of time and money if you do that so um i give it a few more weeks after april 15th now so that even works with tomatoes also even though tomatoes are more of a summer plant i guess yes yeah you're going to go ahead and put those in um and really that's when i do everything that i'm going to do my warm weather crops if i'm going to put in my cucumbers flowers um you know i've done pumpkins okra um everything usually around the first of may is that when you do it too dad or about that time that's about the right time you're you're pretty safe about that time of year yes how important is it or is it important to uh rotate your plantings uh plant this plant one year and put something else in the next time for large farms that's the ideal thing to do they'll plant tobacco one year and then they'll do cotton and rotate them so they get nitrogen back in the soil from the new new plants and rotate them around but for a little home garden uh, you don't really need all that type thing but you can amend the soil i mean like a tomato is going to take a lot out of your soil so you do want to Maybe put you could put it in a different spot, or you could just add to that spot. Um, I've been doing uh, for the past few years a straw bale gardens where you bring in a fresh straw bale and you turn it on its side and you condition it for a few um, weeks, and then you can plant right down into the side of the straw bale. So that's a new medium every year. You don't have to worry about if there was tomato blight in that area where you were before, or you know, powdery mildew, or any of the other diseases that may have gotten in your soil. You don't have to worry about that if you bring in a whole new you know, straw bale every year, or you could just plant in a different area. It's good to kind of mix it up. Uh, even, I mean, I know the large farmers do that all the time, but I think in our own gardens um, to mix it up and, and move it around is a good idea. So One you're thing. actually planting in the straw itself. She's mm-hmm. done that at yeah. uh, Greenhouse Ministries, and it's mm-hmm. really amazing that she uh, works up a little uh, watering system that has a timer and some uh, little drip uh, system through there keeps it moist and these plants all sorts of different vegetables will grow in the garden in the straw bells beautifully just and that way you don't have to job. dig into the ground or worry about you know power lines or anything like or soil really um everything's right there so but yeah that's a good way to just mix it up and not always plant the same thing every time at the same place at the lane agricultural center uh they have uh, a, a program there where you can take um uh we go there and get a cardboard uh, container and they'll give that to you and they'll give instructions to you about how you can test the soil in your yard or in your garden and you fill take a spoonful of soil from different places in the garden or in the yard and take it over there and they will uh, take it and assess it and tell you what your soil or your garden needs really a great program Mm -hmm. lane agricultural center okay i tell you what let's do let's pause for just a moment and check on the traffic and weather. We will be back and continue the conversation. If you have any questions, don't be bashful. You're doing great out there, by the way. Uh, we have some master gardeners with us, a father and daughter. The father is Dr. Bill Nash, who is trying to retire, but his daughter won't let him. <laughs> and Beth Pinkley, who is here to uh, update us on all sorts of gardening information. If you have a question, Text it or call it 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. 
Join me, America's career coach, Ken Coleman, weekdays live at noon here on News Radio WGNS for practical advice to help you discover the work you were born to do. The final goodbyes, they're most dear to my heart. This is Jenny Harrison at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Last funeral that I did, I added a extra ribbon to her paw and it mentioned her wings were ready, but our hearts were not. And she loved it. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, 117 South Academy, just a couple blocks off the square. Plus we offer delivery to all Rutherford County and as well as surrounding counties. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by any time today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. If I could talk to the animals. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. Whether you're a brand new hobbyist or have been into aquariums for a long time, we have all of the supplies to either get you started or keep you going. One of the best things about coming to Animal City is the knowledgeable and caring staff. We are here to help you with all your pet needs. When you stop in to see us at Animal City, make sure to explore all two stories of our wonderful pets and pet supplies. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Good morning. Still climbing the traffic volume on 24, trying to get out of Rutherford County up through the Hickory Hollow area, headed towards Nashville. Still pretty busy, but it's moving. Let's keep it that way. 65 south down through Madison there at Briley Parkway. And still some heavy traffic from our earlier right, 40 east up by Charlotte Pike. I can still see that running just a little bit slower than normal coming through the Bellevue area in West Nashville. Hey, Snapdragon Hemp, serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products, edibles, flowers, concentrates. These guys have got it all. Check it out online at at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. A wind advisory goes into effect early on Friday morning. First four this afternoon, mostly cloudy skies, a chance for some showers with highs in the upper 60s. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll, News Radio WGNS, currently 58 degrees. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street, online at tireworld.us. Good Neighbor Talk covers issues you won't hear anywhere else. They're local issues. WGNS, AM, AM FM, FM, online. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. And Beth, your mom just left the room. She had, <laughs> <laughs> she had a question. Come on in. Uh, Patricia is with us also. And you had a question that uh, a lot of people, I've heard talking about this. It's, it's sort of controversial, I guess we could say. Uh, about as controversial as uh, lawns and gardens are. <laughs> what was the question? Is a tomato a fruit or a vegetable? That's a good question. Mm. Looking at it from the master gardeners, what uh, what's your take on that? Uh. It's I, a fruit. I think right it's there? a fruit. A fruit, okay. Learned, huh? 
And you just said that, that they've now declared that the Tennessee state fruit? Is According that to my representatives. Okay. Just, so you answered your own question. We so it. are the we're going to have it in the Tennessee book, the blue book? Ah. When it comes out, it probably will be. Well, that's cool. Because uh, I was asking him, I said, uh, when he told me this, I said, well, are that going to be green tomatoes, red tomatoes? <laughs> There's <laughs> so tomatoes. many tomatoes. There are so oh. many varieties. We, we go I, to that East Nashville Tomato Fest, and I mean, yeah. it's like I mean, orange and green. and Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful have a variety. variation of It wasn't long ago, and Bill, you may remember this, where everybody was coming out with a different type of tomato. There were green tomatoes. There were square potatoes. I guess you could <laughs> box them and ship them easily. All sorts of varieties. We had a good time in the East Nashville Tomato Festival. Tell more about that, Tricia. That they have parades. They have people dressed in big tomato costumes. They have all sorts of refreshments. A fun afternoon. A lot of tomato food, right? Of, of course, everything made out of tomatoes. So, um, Bloody Marys made from, <laughs> from tomatoes. really from. At, at Alabama, he makes his own Bloody Mary mix. <laughs> oh, okay. And and you can come up with a million ways to enjoy a tomato. Oh, yeah. And so uh, these are just some of the... And when is that? Is it early in... It's in August, usually. Oh, August. The YMCA okay. usually has a run over there. So Okay. August do they favorite. run in tomatoes or anything? Oh, they do. <laughs> they, yeah. they, they do. Throw they do. Great costumes. Wow. You know that old East Nashville area. They, they have Nashville. fun over there. Uh, you went to Isaac Litton, is that no, right? No, we went to Cone High School. Cone, okay. Not, that's the Cone. It's still the Renaissance Center's over there, right off of uh, Charlotte Pike, yeah. Richland. It's Cone and Pearl now, aren't mm-hmm. they? Well, they? That's not a different together. building. Different together, I mean, that, yeah. they took the name. Oh, okay. But we so. still have a Cone alumni. Okay, okay. And, like your... Hillsboro, <laughs> yeah, it's fading fast. Our, our schools have changed. But they, they are a totally different uh, area over but, there now. Yeah. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. If you have a question or a comment this morning, 615-893-1450. You mentioned about uh, having your soil tested for gardens, but yes. that's good for everything, too. Absolutely, for your lawn and even for just any any area that you is want that to test. A big sure. Is it hard to do? Not at all. You're going to take some soil from different parts of your yard and you put it in a box that's provided at the Ag Center and, and you'll mail it in and then they'll send you back a result. So you'll know if you need to add any amendments, um, like if you needed more you know, nitrogen in your soil or in your area. So it, it will really tell you exactly, pinpoint. So you don't get so frustrated. Sometimes, mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing we learned being, you know, going exactly. through the Master Gardener class is that you know, sometimes it can be, it's supposed to be joy-filled. It's not supposed to cause yeah. stress or be, um, you know, any sort of, uh, you just take what you learn and and you're going to throw it out if it dies and, <laughs> and and learn from that the next year. It's good to keep a journal. I've tried to do that um, with my garden so I know what I've planted year to year. I'll look back through them like way over plant cucumbers. Never do that again, you know, but if you haven't written that down, you won't maybe remember the next year. So a journal is a great way to, to remind yourself year to year what you did last year and, um, and maybe change up some things. So uh, I'm always doing that. Just, okay, I'm not doing that again, but you have to, to live and learn, right? Let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're on WGNS. Hello there. Hi. Did you have a question? Uh, talk a little bit closer to your phone, if you would. We can just barely hear you. 
I heard them in there, but I... Is that, is that better? That, that's much better. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the device, the VA, gets me tricky. Um, uh, two points. Uh, we used to be in Zone 6A, and now changed to 7. Okay, okay. And, and uh, uh, if you plant your tomatoes in the same spot for too many years, you're going to have you're going to run into trouble because you you'll have root, root nematodes and other diseases building up. And what kind of tomatoes do you enjoy most? Uh, I like any of the uh, big boy type. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I don't like the sweet tomato. I like them good and acid. Okay. That's what's great about and tomatoes, they, right? You, you can have their variety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They. they the acid tomatoes keep better too. Very yeah. good. Well, thank you for sharing that. Okay. Thank you. You have a good day. Our phone number is 615 893 1450. And here's a text from a listener a totally different subject. If I move daffodils now, will they continue to bloom? Uh, they would. They love the daffodil. Everybody oh, loves daffodils. And right now, I mean, aren't we having a show? It's it's mm -hmm. beautiful. Yes. This is probably not the time to do that. Wait till they go dormant later on, um, and then you can dig them up and move them. So I would wait. I agree. Uh, at the Sam Davis home right now, there is a really showy bunch of mm -hmm. daffodils, <laughs> buttercups. And anybody wants to go and look, it's just fabulous all down the side of the hill from the home down toward the creek. So beautiful place to go at oh, this time. Sam Davis home. Okay. Right, exactly. And there's another place that I haven't been on this road this year. The one that uh, you got uh, 231 toward Shelbyville, and then you take uh, a left and go toward, um, hmm, uh, I've forgotten the uh, name of the highway. But it's known for the daffodils along the roadway. Uh, have Have you heard of that area? Uh, I've heard, yes, but maybe a listener yeah. will call and tell us exactly where yeah. that is. Because I and I'm wondering if it's there. Yeah. I mean, if the daffodils are mm -hmm. there yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's just so neat to see where they pop up, isn't it? You You can tell where there may have been a an old home there at one point, or someone. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's just. It's just beautiful to see where they where they come. down the hill from where I live and Trisha lives. Uh, there's an old cemetery, uh -huh. and there's a few uh, headstones there. But at this time of the year, right now, the whole cemetery is full of daffodils. It's beautiful. I bet it, it, yeah, it just like, makes you feel like spring is here. Exactly. Absolutely. Good morning. You're on WGNS. Uh, good morning. I was going to say about the daffodils. Uh, I call them buttercups, but. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't want to mow them down. Of course, a lot of times you just have to to make the yard look better. But my mother always said, you wait till the green completely turns brown and dries up. I guess all the energy goes back into the bulb or something. Because if you keep mowing them down every year when they're green, uh, you won't get any blooms. And after a while, they just disappear. So... Um, it does work because I won't let my husband mow mine down, and they're very pretty now. So. Oh, Thank nice. you for sharing that. Uh -huh. Have a good Bye. day. And we have another call. You're on WGNS. Good morning. Yeah, you just talking about going towards Bell Buckle. Bell Buckle, that's right. The Bell I had a senior moment just. <laughs> I couldn't think of the name Bell Buckle. <laughs> but, well, I thought I'd call in and tell you that. Thank you. Thanks for calling. 
Our phone number is 615-893-1450. That might be a good weekend yeah. uh, excursion to yes, do. Absolutely. Check out that road. Just it, it feels like springtime it when does. you see those. And it, you can just, everyone just has a lift of spirits at this time of year, right? So. And, and here's a listener who's asking about something else. You mentioned, Trish mentioned about uh, the tomatoes being our now state fruit. <laughs> uh, this person is asking about the iris, our state flower. Mm-hmm. When could they plant some? When is a good time to plant those? You could do that even now. I think uh, irises are, are pretty tough. They, they can grow. You can transplant or replant them fairly any time of the year. Uh, we have some neighbors that have uh, uh, lots of irises. They will gather up the, the bulbs, the roots from them uh, in the fall. And they will set them aside, or you plant them then. But any time of the year, I think you can pretty well do irises uh, anywhere you want to go, anytime. And, and iris is a rhizome, so you kind of want to plant them shallow. You don't want to go real deep because they like to be be able to spread on kind of near the surface. Now, the for soil. newcomers to town who have just moved here and don't have any irises, uh, where do they get those? Gosh, everywhere. Everywhere, and, yeah. And probably ask your neighbor <laughs> if you're ready to split them in the fall. But um, there is an Irish Society. They have an Irish show. Um, yeah, usually around Mother's Day. Around Mother's Day. And you can go see and buy Especially bulbs. Not, not that yes. far away. Yes. So uh, we'll be telling you more about that, hopefully, uh, as we get a little bit closer to that. Uh, that's one of those plants that does well. Absolutely, yeah. But you never know, do you, in advance, what color these iris will be? They well, have some really beautiful ones at Sam Davis' home again. They, oh. Around the house, there's some black irises. They're mm, just spectacular, beautiful. beautiful. So you do, uh, you can buy varieties that have different colors and shapes. And you know in advance what the color will if be? If you buy it at a, well, if you saw what was there last year or buy it at a big box store, then you can tell what it is. Okay. Groceries, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, and that is the state flower, so you're not having to worry about, am I going to plant something that uh, won't grow well? Right, yeah, very, you know, it's in, very easily grown here in this area. They love this, this type of place. And that brings on another question, so you can avoid planting something that doesn't do well i mean you you're coming here from another state Mm -hmm. and you love certain flowers or bushes and what have you uh they don't always work here right and that was something i know i talked about the newcomer class that they have at the library starting this saturday at 9 a.m so that goes through the month of march but then april 1st still at the library at at, um, 9 a.m they'll start the monthly classes through the master gardener so actually june 3rd if you're if you're specifically looking at what flowers do well here that's the topic in june um and again these classes start in april it's once a month uh, the first one is april 1st and it's talking about what does it mean to amend your soil so that's for anyone in the area newcomers people that have lived here all their lives so they can uh, learn about what does it mean to amend your soil so it talks about uh, how to take a soil test, learn what types of uh, elements of a good soil uh, so your plants can thrive. So that's really your building block. you got to get the soil right before anything will grow. And then um, the following month, May 6th, they're going to talk about what vegetables are good for here in Zone A. So, again, you're, you're setting yourself up for success. You're not going in, you know, planting the wrong plant. And then, like I said, in June, they'll be talking about what flowers do well here. Um, and the topics are all on their website, on the library's website, and it's it's 
uh, given by a master gardener every Saturday morning at 9. You just come to the library and they'll show you what room you go to uh, completely free. Usually some resources are given out and you'll just learn a, a whole lot. If you're not able to get to the library um, on those Saturday mornings, Dad and I are going to be one of the, um, the features. Uh, yeah, the market is also available and then they have always have a master gardener table um, there at the farmers market, which will start up in May. And then we also have a podcast oh, that we started um, as master gardeners a, a couple of years ago, and they will be available through the library website, um, the Line Ball Library website, uh, and talking about everything from how to start a compost, and then we'll be talking about Dad and I'll be talking about when if you want to garden with children. Um, yeah, and we plant the children in the ground. <laughs> no, <laughs> <and grow up. laughs> it's also known as free labor. Free la- <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but how to plant uh, a garden with children. Um, and then those other topics uh, that, through the podcast, those will be released once a month. And we have one of our master gardeners will be our moderator. And then different master gardeners come in and talk about what um, that particular topic is for the, for the month. Um, anything from how to grow cactuses and your house plants or keep your plants alive over winter and feeding birds so um, just all sorts of topics all sorts of educational opportunities if you're at all interested of course there's a gardens basic class that goes on um, out at the ag center uh, and then there's also the um, st Clair senior citizen they, they have a class once a month um, and jack smith and carol reese are a couple of other master gardeners that are excellent so knowledgeable and they do those um, once a month at the St. Clair Sen- Senior Centers. So, yeah, just all sorts of opportunities to learn whatever you want to learn about. One of the objectives of Master Gardeners is to spread the word. And what Beth has just been talking about is different ways to do that. So there's lots of information. And becoming a Master Gardener, you get in the middle of all that. And it's it's a fun, interesting thing to do. So this Saturday is the first one? For the um, newcomers, or, okay. or anyone really that's in, it hasn't really maybe gardened in this area. So they start at 9 a.m. at the library. Saturday, March 4th, 9 a.m., yes, Line Ball Library. Line Bar Library. Okay, well, let's do, let's pause for just a moment. We'll be back and begin the final segment of the program and what that means also. If you have a question or a comment, you better make it fast or you'll be out of time. 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. All that's news. Your afternoon local news, traffic, and weather update with Matt Lane. Weekday afternoons, 440 until all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Holden Hardware has been serving the hardware needs of this community since 1948. This is Raleigh Holden Jr. I want to thank our many customers who have helped to keep us in business all these years. I also want to invite those who may be new to this community or have not been in the store lately to visit us. Come experience a unique hardware buying atmosphere with wood floors, old furniture and fixtures, along with a helpful and knowledgeable sales staff. Holden Hardware on the west side of the public square since 1948. Does being a caregiver for your loved one wear you out? then Arosa Care is here to help. Arosa has an experienced team of caregivers and licensed care managers who help families make educated decisions regarding the aging process. This is Erin Keogh Rankin. Let me help you. Call us at 615-848-6774 or find us at arosacare.com. 
If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, this is Tina Fox, the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come see us for all your gift, gardening, and farm needs. We have anything you need for the perfect gift for what you need on your farm. If you're needing to take care of your yard or garden, please come see us. We also have a great selection in our pet department. Please come see us for all your pet needs and also for your feathered friends. Hi, this is Tina Fox. Come by and see us. The Co-op Farm and Home Center is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. Overnight, Good Neighbor Talk turns the UFOs, aliens, the unknown. It's coast-to-coast AM overnight every night on WGNS Murfreesboro. Happy birthday to Devola Span Mormon. She wins the delicious banana pudding today from Slick Pig Barbecue. Our Good Neighbor of the Day is Heather Jenkins. Heather Jenkins will be receiving flowers. From Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. By the way, if you have a good neighbor, let us know who they are. Send us their name, address, and phone number. Tell us why they should be the good neighbor of the day. And by the way, we're broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios. MTE has helped provide light, comfort, and connection to our community since 1936. That's a long way ago. Welcome back. We're talking lawns and gardens this morning, and we have some master gardeners with us who are answering your questions. Beth Binkley and Dr. Bill Nash, father and daughter. Uh, Trish is with us, too, uh, and she's filling in any blank spaces here and there, (laughs) and we have all sorts of answers. So if you have questions, get them in quickly, 615-893-893. 1450-615-893-1450. And here's a listener who's wanting to uh, add some bushes. They say their house is pretty well barren, and they're wanting to add some bushes. What would be a good choice of something that would have a nice green, uh, not too big uh, feel for the front of their house? Mm, I always think about classic boxwood, don't you, as well? That's kind of the classic to go in front of a home, um, or spirea, or... Laurels are really Laurels good, are but nice. this year, uh, the cold weather that we talked about earlier has has really taken a toll on our laurel bushes. We have about eight or nine of them around our house that are really beautiful and green most of the year, but now we just have twigs out there, mm. so... We'll see if they come back, right? We'll see if they come back. We'll wait another month or so before we do anything, but hope we don't have to replace them but this is a great time to be planning um, for all of that exactly what your your listeners talking about just hey maybe that's some a hole i need to fill or maybe i Mm want to add this so you can be planning right now um you know getting all that in place and so you're ready to you're ready to to plant you know when the gets a little bit warmer uh, maybe another month or so what's good is to actually do a little diagram of the area that Mm -hmm. you want to plant in and then decide what you like there you can look it up on the, the internet what plants are available great and time to do a soil test soil right? test yeah. be a great time do that so 
I would I'd do a little plan, do a, do a diagram of the area, and then go out and buy your plants, put them in the ground, and go. And uh, a person is asking, this one's asking about, uh, they said the soil in their area where they're wanting to put these is really pretty poor soil. Mm. Should they try to mix in some better soil with it? Definitely. Yeah, I would say you want to amend that soil again according to what the soil test says to do and according to what plant you want to plant there. And again, you could do maybe even hydrangeas or something that flowers. Um, they're going to need a different type of soil, more acidic to- soil. So it really depends on what you're going to be planting. But um, yeah, take that into consideration. You can always add to the soil if you need to. You can also take your pictures of your house and different nurseries, uh, co-op. Mm-hmm. Or exactly ones right. With, uh, They'll help yep. you. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that uh, one of the big nursery areas is two counties over. Oh, no. uh, mm-hmm. Warren County is known <laughs> all over the world for for, for their uh, bushes and shrubs and trees. We're very fortunate to be so close. So if you wanted to you know, make the trip over, some of those places will, will sell to you. Beth well. and I have made a few trips up there, and uh, we didn't take a vehicle large enough most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be serious. It's like a kid to. in a candy store, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's a plant. There's a plant. <laughs> so uh, how big are these plants when you... Is it is it is your the size limited to whatever your transportation is? <laughs> exactly, yeah, or, or the, the numbers, back. either one, yeah. yes. whatever. So, is it better to plant something larger, or should you try something small? Well, the cost factor is a big thing in that. The bigger the plant, the larger the plant, the more it costs. If you look around uh, the new, um, like driving markets or filling stations or restaurants you'll see that they have planted all around i think there's a requirement now that they have to do a foliage around the buildings they come in pretty uh, small but they uh, keep them watered keep them fertilized and they'll grow up within a year or two and look good and that's something you need to look at when you're planting also i mean it may start out being a very small plant but you need to make sure you know what the mature plant size will be um, you know if it's going to grow several feet wide or tall you want to make sure you plan for that Here's a listener who says that they have an old boxwood, and it has grown very big. Mm. It's taller than the house. How much back can you trim it and still have it uh, Ooh, without wow. replacing yeah. it? Yeah, I, 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 without really seeing it, I'm not really sure as far as, but definitely can trim those back, but I don't know how much. It, it would take a, a, a year of time of uh, recuperation if you cut it back more than half or something like that. It would probably still live. You know, make sure you have it fertilized down to the roots and everything. You could cut it back quite a bit, but it would take so a while. So you could cut it back to whatever amount you want Just about, and give it yeah. some time. Exactly, to come back. That's How would you cut it so it wouldn't be so noticeable? Let's say you wanted to cut it back, I mean, really uh, exaggerated cutback. Could you trim it where you wouldn't see where it wouldn't be so noticeable how would you do that and that's really gonna you have to be very precise with that as well for pruning a lot i have several boxwood stories but someone was clearing out their land and my husband brought home boxwoods that they were dead i thought (laughs) (laughs) so they're pretty they're slow growers but they are really sturdy and we all have another story with the boxwoods at Sam Davis' home. We were ready to sell those huge boxwoods that used to be on the walkway. Yeah. It wasn't original to the home, but the kids would come out for days on the farm, and it would just, if it rained, it would just fall down on their heads. Oh, <laughs> so Opryland wanted to buy those from us, but it was before that winter that we had that terrible blight in the 80s, I guess it was. And we 
we didn't get the contract signed and we lost those boxwoods. Oh, yes. But yeah. Opryland still made a donation to Sam Davis Island. <laughs> now, before we leave, because we have about a minute left, any final things we need to underscore? You were just talking about children um we do want to go ahead and talk about the junior gardener camp i know this is the time of year parents are getting their their little ones situated for the summer even they're thinking about what are they going to be doing when they get out of school so i really want to talk about um, the junior gardener camp is put on by our rutherford county master gardeners this year it's going to be june 14th through 16th Uh, it's eight to noon uh, only fifty dollars and it's for people or excuse me children that are rising third through sixth grade so they just got done with second grade so they're rising into third through sixth grade Uh, it's out at um the Ag Center uh, that we talk about all the time out there on John Rice Boulevard. And it's a great program. So that's that's something else. You can start those gardeners young. So would they call the yes, Ag they Center? Can, they, can a- they actually can go to rutherford.tennessee.edu or call out to the Ag Center, either one. Um, their number is 615-898-7710. All righty. We want to say a special thank you today to Dr. Bill Nash. His wife, Trish, for joining us unexpectedly, and uh, their daughter, Beth Binkley, for being with us today. Master Gardeners, thank you for joining us. Hey, have a super rest of the day. Watch out to my program.